What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO of W2O and the host of the What to Know podcast show. I am broadcasting here live from Austin, Texas at South by Southwest Interactive. We're upstairs in the Fairmont, so it doesn't feel quite as uh, Austin or Texas as it could be. But uh, my guest today is Otto Bell, who is the Chief Creative Officer at CNN's Courageous. Uh, we'll get into what that is a little bit um, in a second, but uh, I think most of you know who CNN is and you most, of, most of you know what content is. Um, these guys are taking a very cool approach. So first of all, welcome, Otto. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. So I want to rewind a little bit and talk about, you know, we could probably go way back with you, but we'll go back to your recent past and then we'll talk more about um, what Courageous is. So you spent eight years, I believe, at Ogilvy Entertainment. I think probably a lot of people know the name of Ogilvy Mather. This is a very specific thing that you helped found. Talk about what that was and maybe fast forward us all the way up to how did that lead to CNN's Courageous, which I think is sort of a similar uh, type you know, innovators studio and, and new looking forward way to create content. Yeah. Yeah. Same, 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 but different. Um, so yeah, I did about eight or nine years at Ogilvy. I was lucky enough after university, I got a job at, uh, WPP and I did three jobs over three years for three of their different subsidiaries in three different countries. And then, um, after that scheme ends, you, you can pick, where you land in the marketing world, ecosystem, whatever. And um, I had felt that the entertainment model was undergoing significant change and disruption. It was fragmenting in a big way. And also the advertising uh, was in a tough spot as well, the decline of the 30-second spot and so on. So I thought that entertainment and, and advertising were increasingly going to need each other. So I was very lucky to land a job at Ogilvy Entertainment, which was which was very, very new at the time. It was run by this incredible um, force of nature, a guy called Doug Scott, uh, who was president at the time there. And, and I was like his first or second employee, I forget. And we spent about eight, nine years uh, growing that business. And, uh, you know, brokered a lot of interesting hybrid broadcast deals with everybody. BBC World News, Times Now of India, Nat Geo, Discovery, CNBC, I mean, you name it, all of them. Apart from CNN, um, at the time, CNN were probably the strictest out there in terms of their church and state divide. And for good reason, you know, they, 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 they plow that middle furrow between left-wing views, right-wing views, you know, they're, they're, they're fair and balanced. And um, But over that time at Ogilvy Entertainment, I'd become very good friends with the, the head of sales at CNN. I was always trying to get something away. And uh, her name was, uh, is Katrina Kujak. And she called me up uh, a few years ago now and asked me um, if I'd come in about a marketing job. And we talked and we talked and she introduced me to some of her other team, a lady called Mikhail Shapira. And we talked more and more and we said, look, I don't think this marketing job is, is right, but it sounds like you guys really need a brand studio. 
and things had really changed at CNN there for for the better. I think uh, Jeff Zucker had come in, and he had really opened the aperture in terms of the definition of journalism. He brought in people like Bourdain. He'd brought in people, you know, Lisa Ling, he continues to do it. W. Kamal Bell is a fantastic addition to the network. All of these interesting voices who are journalistic by nature, but have real entertainment value. And they get the network out of that, um, that ebb and flow that comes from moving from crisis to crisis. And they give reasons for people to turn up and tune in on uh, any given Sunday. So, so things have changed and, and it was really the right time. And I think now, three years later after starting Courageous, we are probably the most progressive and thoughtful um, studio when it comes to um, offering interesting solutions for advertisers. So I, based on not the little, but I know enough to be dangerous about that and I would say yes, I think you are finding this art of storytelling and advertising, right? Our Bob Pearson, who you met, he wrote a book called Storytizing, which sort of brings the two together. Right. One of the things that I like, though, is um, up on stage today as part of the session that you did, mm-hmm. really talking about what's next after advertising mm-hmm. and the leap to great content. I think most people sort of get what good content should be. Most people understand advertising. You have that unenviable role of finding that middle ground of how can I keep the brand relevant while telling a good story, but also making sure that at the end of the day, the cash register rings or they get leads or it helps build their brand. So Marissa Freeman, who's the head of uh, branded HPE, mm-hmm. who you invited, um, you showed some of her work. Maybe talk about that as an example of someone that you work with and they had a gorgeous Alzheimer um, sort of spot that you guys, I think, worked together on. Yeah. Maybe let's use that as a, um, you know, maybe the, the example of how this works and works well. And taking a brand like HPE, who's an innovative brand, but not necessarily anyone who thinks, oh, wow, they're going to create some great content right now that's going to make me cry, by the way. Mm. So, I mean, I think gorgeous and Alzheimer's are two words. That I'm going to call you on that. I don't think they should probably live next to each other. But they are examples uh, that it's a very good example of a very important work. Um, that HPE is doing and that we were lucky enough to document. And you say it's an unenviable task of walking that line between creating work that moves the needle for an advertiser, but that is also great entertainment for, in that case, a great big stories audience, CNN's audience. Um, I think it's an enviable job because I think if, if you can create uh, branded content that serves both masters, i.e. CNN's audience and uh, the objectives of the marketers, then you're really, you're really doing something special. You're treading a very tough line to create work that is rich in emotion, is sensitive and thoughtful, but also explains and deepens somebody's understanding about how a company is 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 making a, a tangible difference in people's lives. And that is that is an enviable thing to to work on and to to help produce. 
Well, I think the tricky thing is I appreciate your mincing of words because <laughs> what I'll say is I think a lot of people think it's unenviable. Not that they wouldn't like to be able to do it. It's a really hard thing to do. And you're probably being a little bit modest because you found the expertise to do that. One of the things though that you mentioned during your panel, and this was with um, Brad Feinberg, who r runs uh, social and, and sort of you know um, content and Millicores. content. Yes, exactly for uh, Millicores. You talked about this idea of working with agencies because I think the first thing people do when I work at an agency when they hear about this content lab is their hackles get up. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, this you know this media property is going to steal our jobs or disintermediate us." And you said actually quite the opposite. Uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves in is that we work in close collaboration, if I'm putting words in your mouth, with the agencies, and I think it ends up being sort of a one plus one equals three. So maybe talk a little bit about, you know, what does that look like partnering with some of these creative agencies um, without treading on toes, but helping to come up with this greater creative good? It's a... Um it's a really nice place to be. I spent a long time as a creative director at an advertising agency. And you've got a lot of really remarkable, passionate people inside of those agencies who care deeply about the work that they put out into the world. And they'll spend all day thinking about that, often for years at a time in a very dedicated way. And one of the great shames of current legacy structure is that they maybe get to produce one or two 30 second spots a year and if you meet these creative directors these executive creative directors these junior copywriters and art directors all they want to do is produce for their brand they want to make important stories that resonate and what we've been able to build at courageous is a production model which allows them to make more content for the same amount of money that they would spend on one of those big, brash 30-second spots. So the, I, I think the opportunity for, for um, creative agencies and media agencies is that come and work with us and we will give you more bang for your buck and we'll guarantee that the right audience per your target sees that content and i think that's a that's a lovely thing to be able to offer our partner i don't want to be a creative agency i don't want courageous to to gazump or replace any of these folks um they are the people who who really buckle down and think about these things and and, and build the dna of brands in a lot of ways so so being able to help them make more from the money they were going to spend anyway you know, that's 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 something I want to be a part of. Which, who wouldn't want that, right? One of the other examples you gave, which is one of the first examples we talked about, which led down to a slightly misleading title of the working title of this, but um, VR. And so you created this amazing experience for Volvo regarding the eclipse last summer, the first you know full solar eclipse that was visible across the U.S. for you know I think all across the U.S. Um, you showed some of the video today, which is, I loved how you shot it and I loved how you packaged it, but you know, two things, one, um, let's talk about what goes into something like that. And two, 
that's one of those things where you have to kind of have all your ducks in a row because if you screw up, you only had, what was it, you know, 90 seconds of the full eclipse, even if that. So you were walking a, a, a tightrope, not to mention making sure the weather was correct. Um, so I'll shut up and let you answer. No, I mean, it was uh, you, you, you uh, referencing the, the work that we did for Volvo in August for the, for the first total eclipse in American history for about 100 years. That idea was actually, you, you say I created, I, I did not. That idea was brought to us by Gray and by um, uh, Mindshare and by um, the Volvo client themselves. CNN were going to cover the eclipse, of course. It was real news. It was a momentous time in, in, in history. So, sure, the channel was going to do their civic duty and cover that. But what Volvo brought to the table, not only in funding and support, but also in terms of ideas, was this idea of um, broadcasting it in 4K virtual reality. Now, you rewind 100 years to the last major solar eclipse in America. If you were not one of the lucky hundreds or thousands to be in that path of totality, the only way you could be part of it was to look at a newspaper the next day. And there wasn't even really a photograph. There was cartoons. So the idea of being able to put on a headset or use your phone or your laptop or your desktop computer to suddenly be in the middle of not one moment of totality, but seven. That was really, truly the product, the fruit of a collaboration between CNN, uh, Courageous, Gray, Mindshare, and, 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 and Volvo themselves. So being able to amplify and innovates on something that we were already going to cover. Again, the audience doesn't lose there. You know, we weren't gratuitous about the placement of the of the new XC60, the Volvo car that was launching around the same time as the Eclipse. Um, we just had explorers and Egyptologists and the guy who wrote The Martian um, attending the Eclipse. And you know, you know how they got there? They drove a they drove a Volvo. And what did it take? I mean, it took, it, we moved mountains. I mean, it, it was physically impossible to live broadcast 4K VR from remote locations before we solved that problem. And again, Volvo had very high standards. They wanted this to be a perfect execution. And you know what? That's the same standards that the CNN special events team have. These are the same people who broadcast the presidential elections, who did that incredible gun control town hall from Florida a couple of weeks ago. You know, they don't mess around either. So when really high broadcast standards meet really high expectations from a brand, the marriage can actually be something quite beautiful and something quite additive, which doesn't feel like a gratuitous interruptive commercial, but can actually improve your enjoyment of a, a momentous occasion. Well, I could feel the excitement, and I remember it was unfortunately cloudy out on the West Coast, so we could sort of see it, but not quite as well. But just watching that video, like there was a palpable excitement that came from the audience and a glee and a yeah. surprise and delight. Which is, which is, you know, you have so many advertisers 
shying away from news. So, oh, I don't want my my brand to be around news because so much of it is tough and real. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you look at the eclipse or New Year's or the royal wedding coming up, you know, all of these are occasions where it doesn't matter where your political allegiances lie. These are things that we are all united by. You think about your feeling at the eclipse, right? When you're looking up at the sky, you're not thinking red or blue or anything like that. You're united in a feeling of excitement and anticipation and hope. So there are plenty of news-related pegs and cultural moments out there that you can contextually surround and amplify in a way that is not deleterious to your brand or or, or destructive in terms of picking sides. You know, a lot of talk right now about brands taking a stand. That doesn't, I believe, that doesn't mean that you have to pick some kind of allegiance to some kind of political narrative. It just means you've got to find the occasions where the country's united that are newsworthy and be the person who enhances and improves that experience for the widest possible audience. Well, it's funny because this won't really matter by the time this broadcast, but uh, the next panel that's going up is called Music as a CSR Platform. And so it's this idea of music uniting people. Yeah. But I agree. It's well, these I cultural events. And I agree with that. Well, there's, a, there's an amazing American philosopher, Walter Pater, who, who talks about all art aspiring to the condition of music. And I, I think that's exactly right. Harmony, international language, music has all of those things going for it to the point where it, it kind of defeats all other art forms. I mean, you don't stand up in front of an oil painting and think about an ex-girlfriend or no. need to dance or, you know, I mean, it's music's where it's at. We need more of that. Yeah. I mean, we're in Austin. This is That's true. where South Live by Southwest music, got started, Live right? music capital of the yeah, world. Yes. Exactly. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, this is the rapid fire, but more about you. Um, what's something that people don't know about you that you'd be willing to share? Audio books. I am a whore for audio books. I love them. I just started myself. They're a good thing. They really are. I don't know. For some reason, I think they have this um, uh, sort of elderly reputation, but I think it's just a wonderful way to to fill dead time, either from one place to the next or cleaning. Up. I don't know. I just, I, I love my audio books. Well, that's a good one. Speaking of books, sure. the other question I like to ask for you know, all those folks that want to build their library from the smart people out there. <laughs> Is there a book that you've read recently? Um, it can be any kind of book that you were inspired by that you'd like to share. I, I, I just read uh, The Disappearing Spoon, uh, which is a fabulous, it's nonfiction, but I mean, you couldn't script it. It's the story of the periodic table. And it's a series of, of romances and intrigues and thrillers behind the discovery of every one of those symbols that you see on the periodic table. And um, if I see anybody else turn that into content apart from me, I will come after them because I um, I'm dedicated to make to turning that into um, into a bunch of shorts. I'll keep my eyes open for that. That's Thank cool. You. you can please it. All right. Last question. Uh, you're stranded on a deserted island you could bring one album with you which album would it be and why it would have to be astral weeks by van morrison 
Um, because if you're alone on a desert island, you probably need to feel joy and love and poetry and all those things. And Van the Man delivers. Well, it's a great choice. I don't think we've had a Van Morrison choice yet. <laughs> also, Bruce, we were talking about that in the previous podcast with Joelle Kaufman. She actually got to dance on stage with Bruce uh, early wow. days in Brendan Byrne Arena. So. Never invited me up. Well, me either. So, <laughs> about that. Well, anyway, um, this has been a lot of fun. This is Aaron Strout of W2O Group and uh, host of the What to Know podcast. I've been speaking with Otto Bell, who is the chief creative officer of CNN's Courageous. Uh, he did a panel today. Thank you so much for joining us, Otto. Thank you for having me, Aaron. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash what to know.